Hey Sean, it's uh, Ryan. I'm here in Clear Lake, California, standing by a road. And um, yeah, Clear Lake's this town, uh, 45 minutes or so from uh, the Cache Creek Wilderness area, which is what we've been camped outside of for the past two and a half weeks. We're about to leave here on Monday. And um, I'm, I just want, want to let you know I'm thinking of you and I'm also thinking of what I did this week, and I kind of want to share that with you. We, uh, like I said, we were at this camp, and it was absolutely beautiful. It's green there. The whole Cash Creek area is so green, and there are birds and the campsite and a running creek, Cash Creek, that you can swim in. But but you don't drink the water because it's infested with mercury. <laughs> you have to drink filtered water or or buy some from the supermarket. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, we did a lot of different stuff this week. Um, one of the things we did was we, uh, over the weekend, or Friday, because we work four tens, four ten-hour days, so our weekend on Friday, we, we have to do these independent service projects as part of our core that we're in. And we went to this farm, this organic farm, that you know, treats animals humanely, and it's all grass-fed because uh, they don't want to use pesticides that might, uh, you know, pollute water sources and whatnot. It's their mindset of doing things. Um, and it's interesting because a lot of why I became a vegan, I kind of not necessarily agreeing with all of their practices there, but I was interested to see what they were doing. And honestly, I needed the service hour, so I went. But it was, I mean, it was crazy. We um, we took eggs from chickens, um, which I felt a little bad about because the chickens didn't necessarily always like it. Uh, there's this one that actually flew out on my, like, when we opened the door and one of my teammates tried to grab the, ch- the eggs from the chicken, just flew out in her face. Don't drop the eggs! Don't drop the eggs! And there were some aggro chickens. They didn't necessarily like us taking their eggs, which I can understand. They were mad at us, making a lot of noise. Uh, but we also got to work with cows, sort of. We, uh, we basically, they didn't have enough wire to fence off exactly. They were trying to move cows from one pasture to another. And uh, they didn't have enough wire to block the cows from getting out of the pastures they were supposed to stay in. So we had to sort of create this human wall to stop the cows. Stand by me. Please. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I don't want to die alone. <laughs> Thank you.
Don't say that. Does that attract them? Yes, yes. <laughs> that would hurt me. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> oh, they, won't, they won't hurt you. They might come examine you, but they're pretty gentle. Hey. Hey. Come on. Come on. Hey. Hey. I know that's good, but... It's a little intimidating because the cows are big, you know, and they have horns, and they have these things called horn weights. Um, those are horn weights. Is that so they grow down? Yeah, exactly. It's so they so they grow down instead of. It's basically an alternative to um. Is that a leash on this cow? Yeah, it's just a harness. That one. Um, we got that one from another farm, and she's like lead trained. So if you hold her by the harness, she'll follow you wherever you go. Kind of nice. Okay. Not hold up the line. Move on. Um, and we there is also electric fences everywhere, which I guess they just shock you. They give you a little zap. Apparently, it's not painful or anything. But I was a little scared at first because you know I was a little intimidated. I didn't know. You know I thought electric fence might be. Uh, more painful because there's an active fence by the pig pen, you know, um, and I heard it ticking. And I was kind of saw my teammates by it and I was like, oh, don't, don't touch the fence. <laughs> but, and, and, you know, and we saw the pigs too. They were disgusting. Um, but, you know, pigs. That was cool. So we hung out at the farm, they made us dinner, and that was a pretty nice volunteer event, volunteer at this organic farm that, you know, doesn't make maybe as much money as it would otherwise. Um, and then, and then we, um, we also chainsawed this week. We did that. Hello, Sean, but it is, uh, approximately 12.25, and, uh, it's lunchtime. I am enjoying my uh, my time here laying on this hammock, and uh, I feel sneeze coming on. I don't know if it's going to come, but uh, it's allergy season. Everyone's sneezing up a storm, especially me. I have, have some seasonal allergies in the spring. Quite a... Quite a... Uh, I don't even know what I was going to say there, but I have a lot of allergies, and, you know, we're outside all the time, so I'm sneezing a lot. Okay, so for this part of the podcast, uh, like I said, I was enjoying my lunch break, so I forgot to actually go over and record some chainsaw noises uh, during then and for the rest of the day. So uh, later I just thought it'd be funnier if I recorded instead my teammates imitating chainsaw noises. So, like like this one. <laughs> That's uh that's my teammate Catherine.
Uh, so enjoy that in the background. But we just finished up painting a bit, and then I chainsawed and bucked this tree. Basically meant that it was like this tree that the county uh, felled. They cut the tree down for us. At, I don't really know why they didn't let us cut it down. It might have been too complex for a lower class of certified uh, fellers or certified with chainsaw, but... Um, and we're bucking it up, so we're cutting the limbs off, we're the tree, and cutting the tree up, bucking it into uh, smaller pieces. And, yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. Um, I got a. You get a little used to it in the eye, you get better as you practice, and I gotta get more used to using my thigh and resting the saw on my thigh and cutting like that, because if you hold a chainsaw all day, it just tie your arms out and you won't be able to do that um and it's also good for like learning when the saw is going to pinch you or where you know the tension compression is in the trees and like where to cut and how to do it and how to do things safely too you know like you have a swamper with you which is just a partner that pulls out the things you're cutting up and gets them out of your way and so they have to kind of you know put their hand on your back or like signal to you when they're coming so you don't you know swing the saw at them and my swamper, I saw her coming, and so I stopped the saw, um, but there's a choke, right, and the choke makes it so that you can't, you know, like if you pull the trigger, if the choke's, or sorry, not the choke, the, uh, chain break, that's what I meant to say, choke's a different thing, but the, there's a chain break, and, um, <clears throat> if you have the chain break on, you know, like, you pull the trigger, um, and the, the saw's not gonna run, um, and, you know, when you stop the saw, one of the things I did was I'd put the chain break on immediately to try and, like, you know, just so, like, if you're moving around and you're uh, communicating with your swamper, um, minimizes risk. But uh, you also have to let the chain run to a stop and then put the chain break on because if you stop the chain, you know, and it's gone real fast and it's going to kind of slow down. And if you put the chain break, it stops immediately, like, you know, just stops immediately. It's bad for the chain. It's terrible for it. And so... You know, you don't do that. And so I was letting it run to a stop, and she goes, like, tries to, like, gesture over my saw, you know, which you're not supposed to go over the saw blade on. You know, you just never do that. And this is the reason why, because you might think, oh, he sees me, and should I did, and he stopped the saw, but I hadn't had the chain break on. Even so, maybe the chain break would come off, and if her hand was over the blade, or my hand was over the blade, that could have been really dangerous. So I just saw it, like, running to a stop, you know, getting slower as her hand was going over. She's trying to gesture. I'm like, no, no, no. I shouted, like, like, don't do that. Um, but, you know, there's some safety things, too. I kind of got my saw pinched and a little bit, but I got it out. It got pinched by the tree. If you don't, you know, cut right, it's kind of hard sometimes, like, because the tree is alive, right? It's, like, moving and everything, and there's tension compression in different areas, and if you get too far into the compression area, you know, pinch your saw, and if you have something with too much, you know, uh, too much tension, like a spring pole, which is just a little tree that's, like, bent over, basically, and ready to pop and you know or you get a lot of branches like that they're kind of like spring pulls and if you cut it too quickly and you don't anticipate it coming it can come and whack you and if it's big obviously it's going to be a big problem even if it's small though I got I got hit right under the eye not in the eye or on the socket but luckily but kind of the upper cheek by a little branch and you know there's a lot of tension in it so it's a little branch but it comes and whacks you and the little guys you got to watch out for them they'll they'll come and get you and so, 
is the last things I can work on is I just, you know, I, that's how I always think every time I run this saw. Like, I need more saw time to, to practice more. And hey, these guys are coming with weed whackers, speaking of loud running machines. Um, whacking some weeds, I guess. I don't know if you can hear them. Hopefully that doesn't disrupt the quality of this Sean cast. <laughs> but that's all I got for you now, I guess. I'm uh, My elbows were itchy earlier because we played Ultimate Frisbee yesterday, which was awesome. But it kept falling. And, uh, you know, my elbows would, would hit the ground. And I think there's a lot of pesticides on that grass. That's the thing about California is a lot of these grassy fields have pesticides all over them. Like the one, you know, I'm a little more used to it now, but the one on campus is like you're out on the field and you get itchy and stuff and you just want to wash it off as soon as you can because it's like grass doesn't grow here. It's too dry. You get pesticides everywhere. That's crazy. But, uh, yeah. I think that's all I got for you. Oh. One of my teammates just sneezed. See, I told you it's allergy season. Max sneezing over there. Alright. I'll catch you on the flip side, Sean. And then, um... You know, after after chainsawing and stuff, when, when we have our times off, I also like to kind of walk around the campsite or enjoy the beach as much as I can, uh, especially at night. You can see a few of the stars out. It's not not the not the prettiest stars I've ever seen, but they're they're pretty nice. And uh I often enjoyed that. <sighs> Hello Sean. I am currently on a beach. Uh, a little aggregation of just just really artificial aggregation of sand essentially at this campsite right along Cache Creek in Northern California um, where people hang out during the summer and it's kind of odd because during the summer it's, it's so hot you know I which obviously I guess it's why you go to the beach but I don't know right right now it's really the past month has been beautiful here in California but uh you know, I don't know why people don't go out then and just stay inside when it's so damn hot. Uh, but that's also coming from a guy who has to dig holes and make trails and paint. Well, painting really doesn't get you hot, but, you know, a guy who has to run around outside uh, to, uh, I would say, make a living. But I don't know if that's what I do here in the core that I'm working in, um, or serving in, I should say. But you're probably wondering what this is and it's a podcast made specifically for you um we we haven't talked in like half a year maybe because i've been traveling around like i said and serving in this core going all over the country and moving places every few months and now it's going to be every few weeks not always having signal being in the backcountry and you've got a sporadic work schedule now and it was consistent before but even then we really couldn't always hook up and and I, I feel really bad about it and I miss you a lot and we got to see each other over Christmas and that was nice but it uh you know it wasn't the same because I'm the kind of person I've realized over the past few months that when he's, you know, either doesn't feel comfortable, or in the case I think more with you, 
um, specifically if if I haven't had contact with somebody long enough, it almost I have to have like this readjustment period before I can not be so stiff around them, you know, and not be so just kind of stand there and just nod and laugh or talk about, you know, it, it's almost, I, I guess some of it's more normal than I'm making out to be, but you know, when you talk to somebody and you talk to them, but you don't, you don't tell them the interesting stuff almost, it's, you go blank. I feel like people can relate to that a little bit, but maybe it happens to me more. And I feel like almost too, if I'm worried about how I'm presented to somebody, especially if someone I respect and I'm good friends with or I love and I haven't seen them in a while and I feel like I almost have to, have to, you know, tuck in my shirt and, you know, to so to speak and, and present myself well to them and show them how well I'm doing, you know, or, or some, some bullshit like that. It's, it's all kind of subconscious and I know, you know, I don't need to do that with you. I know that, but it doesn't mean that I don't feel the same way, I act the same way, and I feel like our conversations could be so much more interesting, and we could continue being so much closer if I wasn't that way when we talk to each other. And so that's why I think it's really important to keep in touch, uh, other than the fact that, obviously, staying in touch continues friendships and relationships, but... Yeah, you know, it's it's just important to me. And I realize that we're not always going to be able to stay in touch. And I think this is a way we might be able to stay in touch. Is, is if I were to send you a weekly podcast. So, uh, yeah, that's the podcast, and uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I have an important announcement to make, though. (laughs) I um, will be doing another podcast, so this podcast is going to be every other week. I know I said that it would be a weekly podcast, sort of, but I lied. It's going to be a bi-weekly podcast, so every other week... This week there is the Sean Cast, Sean's podcast, a podcast dedicated to Sean. And next week there won't be a Sean Cast, but the week after there will be. So on the other weeks, I'm going to also be doing another podcast that will also run every other week. So when I'm not doing the Sean Cast, I'm going to be doing a podcast. Uh, same idea, same idea. It's a podcast dedicated to someone I love, except it will be to my mom. So I'm calling it the Mom Cast. Of course, there's the Sean Cast this week for Sean. And then the MomCast for my mom next week. And then the SeanCast again. So yeah, if you're subscribed to the SeanCast, perhaps consider subscribing to the MomCast as well. But of course, you might not be subscribed because I have this podcast on all sorts of uh, different um, places on the internet and whatnot. I've got it on as many podcast apps as possible that you can subscribe to, of course. But I've also got it on my blog and my YouTube channel and so Uh, Wherever you are, um, however you're listening to this podcast, there's probably a description somewhere, and there you can find all sorts of links and goodies as to where else you can find this podcast. Uh, So I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you enjoyed it, especially Sean. Uh, And uh, I love you, and I'll see you later.
Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to see how lucky he goes. I was like, when do I stop? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>